Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. Stella Bergen dives into what you need to know to live your very best life. Stella is an executive coach, personal trainer, performance expert, and life coach. Stella tackles today's hot topics, including nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress. In this podcast, find out what obstacles and challenges her clients are facing and how Stella is helping them meet their goals. Join us to find health strategies that work. Hi, I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm Stella Bergen. Can you believe it? We are at podcast number six. No, I know I can't. You sent me podcast number five to post out, and I kept thinking it was number four. I could, and I was like, oh my God, we're doing number six tomorrow. So very exciting. I hope our audience is. I hope they are enjoying the podcast. Well, at least as much as we are anyway. <laughs> at least as much as we are. And I know last week when we finished, we left off saying that we were going to talk about breathing. And, you know, thinking about this podcast, I I, I thought, you know, breathing is great. It's really at the, at the very baseline of what we can always come back to that, you know, we are born. And the first thing we do after we come out of the womb is take a breath. And um, it is the very baseline, baseline, it is fundamental to our biological processes. So it's a great topic. It definitely is. And breathing is, I understand, it can either energize us or calm us. Do you, can you explain how this happens? Sure. You know, breathing, I mean, even outside of energizing us and calming us, it really regulates all of our kind of bodily functions, right? We inhale oxygen. Oxygen basically feeds our ATP. ATP goes straight into our energy stores, which some of this might be a whole nother podcast. I don't want to go way down the science route, but um, breathing can can impact your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your your metabolism, all your basic bodily functions. And so it's it's such an interesting thing to me. I never thought a whole lot about breath or breathing, even though I kind of got into yoga really kind of at the end of in college, which was not early, but I, I still remember going to this woman's house in Nashville and she had a little studio in the back of her house to take a yoga class. I mean, it was crunchy. Like I, <laughs> I was going to all the crunchy places in Nashville way before they got hip. Oh, wow. way before. Oh yeah. That would be a whole nother podcast okay. too, but um, I'm writing it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the hip places that used to be super crunchy in Nashville. But, um, and they were awesome then. They're awesome now. But um, I did. I, I went to take Iyengar yoga. Um, and I don't even remember who turned me on to it or how I ended up there. But that was kind of the first time I was introduced to the notion of breathing, which many, many people are through yoga. And controlling your breath and using your breath to, to help calm your nervous system or to stay focused or to change your energy patterns. And, and once again, like most of us aren't really taught how to properly breathe and we don't know how to use our breathing for an outcome. And I guess that's more what we want to talk about today or help our readers, I mean, 
Listeners. Our listeners. listeners. I have to segue from the blog world to the podcast world. Absolutely. Help our listeners understand is this is a tool. Learning how to use your breath for an outcome is is a tool. And I, you know, the other day I was walking my dogs and I kind of was thinking like, really, life is like a teeter-totter. And we're on one end and you could use it in terms of balancing stress, you know, or kind of balancing your, your health, right? So you're on one end and, and there, you're always trying to manage the balance on the other end. Sometimes life gets too heavy on the other end and you have to figure out how to add some tools on your end to balance it out. Or sometimes you're too heavy and you've got to figure out how to balance the other end. And, and breathing is definitely a, a huge tool to use to manage our stress, to help us with our health habits. Um, it, it's a tool that can help keep our, it, it's a definitely one to use for our EQ or for our emotional health, as well as our physical health. So, um, so if you think about stress, stress can be acute or chronic. And I know, unfortunately, in the last few years, really probably over the last 20 years, but I think it's become more so in the last probably 10 years, is everyone thinks stress is bad. There's this kind of, you know, universal feeling that stress is bad. And now like we're all too stressed and we really shouldn't be stressed at all. Well, that is really not true. Really? Stress can be good and and it can be bad. So acute stress. So think about when you sprain an ankle, right? So mm -hmm. let's say we sprain our ankle and you immediately have some swelling. Well, actually that acute swelling is, is your body's defenses coming in to attack and say, uh-oh, we you have now damaged something and we, got, we have to come in and, and try to start healing it immediately, right? So... Um, acute stress is that way. It's kind of like, let's say I'm making a speech in front of 500 people tomorrow and all of a sudden it's getting closer and closer and I'm starting to get nervous and anxious. Is that bad? It's not, it's not bad if you can harness it. That's really all it is, is energy. Acute stress is this enormous amount of energy. Right. And it can cause different reactions in different people. Some people get on it like a thoroughbred and just, whew, they can harness it and ride it straight to the finish line and have the speech of their life, right? And other people, it, it causes panic or fear and they can really just shut down, right? So what you want to do is you want to teach people how to harness it. It's energy. You want to harness the energy, but you can use your breathing to try to increase the blood flow to the brain harness the energy and ride it to the finish line. Um, chronic stress is totally different. Chronic stress is, leads to chronic inflammation. So let's say night after night, day after day, you have, you're not getting enough sleep. You have too much on your plate. You, on the stress index, you are way off the end on what you have to manage that you just can't get your head above water right. and life is just weighing you down and you just, 
you, you often see inflammatory responses with just chronic stress over and over. You may see digestive issues, um, unexplained weight. So a lot of people don't understand that unexplained weight, if you are changing your diet, you are changing your health habits and you were six months in, eight months in, and you are really not seeing the results you are looking for. And especially when you're holding a lot of weight in the middle, that's just unexplained. I would look at chronic stress for sure. I think migraines can be, migraines are a very interesting phenomenon um, because they can be caused by a lot of different things or all different kinds of migraines. But headaches, um, like I said, digestive issues. So chronic stress is inflammatory and it and often has a lot of um, you, you, things that you're going to end up taking drugs that are in our pharmacy, right? Where you don't realize that you can change your health habits, breathing one of them, being one of them, and you can ha get a better outcome. So you can reduce your chronic stress. Breathing is a great way. So if you think about the nervous system, and you've got, your nervous system really regulates all your bodily functions. So your autonomic nervous system is divided into your parasympathetic nervous system, your sympathetic nervous system, and your enteric nervous system, which we're not going to talk about the enteric nervous system, but the sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight. Right. Right? So okay. that's when like... <laughs> The bear is chasing me. <laughs> and I, I try have, to avoid that, by the way. <laughs> you're in Tahoe. Yeah. You're hiking and you see a bear. And guess what happens? Your sympathetic nervous system goes on overdrive. I thought you were supposed to play dead. <laughs> right. Well, that's when you want to increase your parasympathetic tone immediately <laughs> to try to calm down. Get your hands over your head. Think rationally because your sympathetic nervous system is going to say, run, right. run for your life, right? Which isn't what you want to do when you see a bear. This is like the best example because this is when you want to say, I'm going to take my deep breaths, get my arms up, make myself look big and slowly walk away, right? right. So, um, so your parasympathetic nervous system is really otherwise known as your rest and digest, but that's where you want to down-regulate. Like if we have this saying and amongst my um, colleagues of increasing parasympathetic tone. For people who are chronically stressed, you really want to help them increase their parasympathetic tone. And meditation is one of the best ways to do that. So if we want to kind of bring our look at different ways of breathing. There's short, quick breaths, and there's long, controlled breaths where you are probably using counting um, to elicit a certain response. So short, quick breaths will can help you energize yourself, right? You're, you're bringing oxygen in on these short, quick rates, driving energy into your cells. So that's not when I see the bear. It's not when you see the bear, because that's going to tell you to like go straight to the bear, all arrows pulled back, ready to go. Not that I would ever, ever. I mean, I would probably be more like going to the bear, like, hi, bear, <laughs> wanting to play with the bear, right? You don't want to do that either. But anyway, so from, let's just say, from our biological stance, right? If you started going short, quick breaths, 
it's just really you're you're gonna like energize yourself but before right? the race, right? Before right. running a race, but, you want right? To do but the let's say you're feeling for some people, acute stress can actually like that initial sense of like, oh my gosh, I can't do this, I can't do this. For some people, they can harness it and they can be like, holy cow, this is gonna be the time of my life. I'm gonna have the best. 400 meter race I've ever had, right? So you have that kind of person. They can harness it easily. It comes naturally. You also have, this would be more, I'm more in this camp where I'm looking around. Let's say I'm in, I, when I was in high school, I would have been more of the camp of like, I'm getting on the blocks. I feel like I'm going to barf. I'm looking around at my competition and I'm like, I'm, I'm clearly the slowest runner here. I'm now feeling overwhelmed. My body is now kicking into slow-mo. It is, my brain is shutting down, right? So if you're in that moment, we're not talking chronic stress. It's still acute stress. It's just manifesting itself differently. Then I, what, what you might want to teach this person to do is short, quick breaths. I know it's going to sound funny over the audio, but it would always breathing through your nose and, and sharply exhale through your mouth. So I would beg or ask you guys to do those short, quick breaths and see if all of a sudden you start to feel a little more energized. Do like 20, right? I mean, sometimes you can even do it even faster. Like you can learn how to regulate it to elicit a certain response, right? So you're trying to increase your energy, get some oxygen to your brain, forget about tune out all the noise it's telling you either you can't do it or that you don't look fast enough or what if you're not ready or all those self-doubting right and i guess you're so busy focusing on breathing that it does sort of right right block out all those other negative thoughts that might be right for those people who who feel like willpower is too much for them or they're too driven by sugar to make good food choices breathing, we all can do it. We can all do it. We just need to learn how we can use it to elicit the response we're looking for. So short, quick breaths fire you up, right? So if you think they might, they're going to increase your energy, they they can make you a little sharper, increase your energy, you're, you're going to get a energetic response. We'll put it that way. Got it. Slow, controlled breaths are going to down-regulate or give you a slowing, more calm, more peaceful response, right? So depending on what you're looking for, so let's say if I were going to make, I I tell my Hillview kids, the kids I coach cross-country this all the time, I teach them how to try to time their breathing with their stride rate so that if they're feeling like they can't do it, they can, all they can do is focus on their breathing, and they can do it like a one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Inhale in, exhale out. Inhale in, exhale out. And what it does is it takes them away from the noise of the brain, telling them they can't do it, right? Right. And that it gets them into the breathing, but it's also increasing the oxygen into the muscles, into the tissues. And 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 they're gonna get a response. And you have to play around with some of the stuff. Like you, this is not, you're not going to go out and be like, 
Stella tells me to do this and get an immediate, you may get an immediate response, but you're going to have to keep fine tuning it just like any other tool. Um, The easiest way to teach people how to try to belly breathe is what we would call it, or to take deep breaths is either kind of making a diamond with your, put your index fingers together and your thumb together so that you make a diamond. Lie down flat. Mm-hmm. So you're in a supine position on your back with your head facing the sky or ceiling. Take your thumbs together, your index fingers together, make a diamond and put it with your belly button in the center and try to take inhale through your nose. I actually prefer inhaling through my nose for long, deep breaths and exhaling through my nose. Inhale through your nose, exhale through your nose and First, start out on a one, two, three, four, hold for four, exhale for four. Just see if you can try to get it so that your belly button is now like a balloon getting larger and deflating. So, right. so you, what you really want to do is try to get the oxygen or get the air to go down. All the way to your yeah, belly push button. your diaphragm right. down, right? right. I mean, and that's di- hard to do. It's really hard to do. Almost all my clients. I don't know how it happens. I It's so curious to me that we really need to be teaching breathing in preschool and definitely in kindergarten. Like it, I don't know if it should be in, in our PE or it should be, I think we, I think all schools need to have a health class, to be honest. I really yeah. do. And taught it. That's kindergarten. an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I, I, I think it, it's essential in some ways, right? Cause I, don't have any clients, almost all my clients, my kids, my running kids breathe very in a very shallow way right into their chest. So almost like right into your sternum, right? You know, any educators out there listening? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have to agree though, is I forget and I go to yoga and then I remember how to breathe and then I forget and then I take a yoga class and then we're all right yoga breathing and that's when you remember how to breathe it's only in yoga class right i mean in yoga is great for helping you breathe but if you can think about where your the air is going if you put your hand right at your sternum or right you know above your breastbone right so you're right up here and you can tell if you breathe because it's your chest is going to rise and fall right mm-hmm. and you really like i said make the diamond you want to get it so that you're breath comes all the way down into your belly that you fill your belly like a balloon of air and exhale so the most common meditative breath is inhale for four hold for seven exhale for eight and you want to get to that point you know so I often tell my clients to practice at night before they go to bed take two minutes before you go to sleep and lie down flat close your eyes make the diamond and just practice inhaling through your nose for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. It's actually easier to get the breath into the belly when you're lying down flat. Than right. When you're standing up, it's much harder. So if you will just start practicing for a couple minutes every night before you go to bed, then you should be able to now I'll try mimic it that. Yeah, you I try it tonight. And I will tell my daughter, too. She has often has trouble falling asleep, so... I'll I'll ask her to try that too. Yeah. So that is um, at the baseline. You know, if you can remember short, quick breaths, 
in through your nose, exhale through your mouth, are going to increase your energy. And long, deep breaths are going to bring, they're going to help you regulate kind of some uncontrollable anxiety or depression or, um, you know, chronic stress. Just try to like diffuse some chronic stress. So you can use these tools once again. What outcome are you looking for? And I think you have to think about that. Like last week we talked about, you know, I feel my best when. When you are trying to get a response, what outcome are you looking for first? You've got to think about the outcome before you apply the tool. That makes sense. And so our key takeaways in this or what outcome are we looking for with breathing? Sure. It's just to understand that breathing is a tool. Right. So if we're looking at our healthy habits and we're looking at moving, the, you know, nutrition, sleeping and breathing, breathing is this like this amazing tool we can use to increase our health. Right. So if you're having one, you have to factor out where maybe some of your your health um, outcomes that are you know, if you've got digestive issues, if you've got um, high blood pressure, if you've got weight gain that is really, you really cannot, you've done your food log and your food log is basically says there is no reason on earth this person should be carrying around this weight. Um, there are lots of other ones, but if you can't figure it out, I mean, breathing is just one tool to help regulate your bodily functions, to help control stress, to help um, harness energy, to help increase energy. I mean, most of us are not breathing in a way that is maximizing our our health at all. And, it, and once again, it's a huge health tool. And I'm just, I mean, basically what I've told you today is like the really, really I don't even think it's just like a little chip on the iceberg. Scratch the surface. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all I've done is offer you a little scratch on the surface and, you know, maybe I, I can try to bring in a breathing expert to even give our, if our listeners want more information on breathing, it would be a great time uh, for them to let us know, let us know, write in, like the podcast, but say, you know, please more yeah, info. Please do. Because um, I am sure I can find someone to come in and, and give us even more information on breathing and how we can use it to be more healthier. So I don't know if you remember, but a few weeks ago, we started off with the four tenets of health. Move, sleep, eat, and breathe. We've covered move, eat, and breathe. That yeah. leaves sleep. That leaves sleep. Well, before... Before we get too much into next week, I do want to remind people that if they have an Apple Watch, they can use their Breathe app on your Apple Watch, which is a fantastic tool. There are also a lot of apps you can download, meditation apps that really just focus on simple, you know, inhaling and exhaling. So don't forget about that. And I know next week we're going to talk about sleep. Yes. Yeah, Definitely I'm not sleep. sure I'm qualified to show up and talk about sleep, but I'm going to do my best because I, my, my Apple Watch tells me I am not getting enough 
nightly sleep. So I, I've got a, I've got some work to do before I come in here and try to help other people. It's probably your early morning clients, but I hear you. I hear or the, you. Or the four kids. I think I got too used to getting too little sleep too Just many years ago. Practice in a what row. you preach, not what you do. Yeah, I've got some work to do, Danielle. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to to do the work on my end so okay. that I can at least be. Um, somewhat of a knowledgeable and um and, and practicing what i preach podcaster when i show awesome. up here next awesome. week thank you for listening and look forward to next week yeah have a great week